Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. James Bond season. Be fair warned, we discuss these movies in depth. So spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Welcome back to Judgment. This is Blaine. We also have Andrew. Hey. How are you doing, Andrew? Doing great, Blaine. How about yourself? I'm fantastic. We also have Corey. How are you uh-huh. doing, Corey? It's me. <laughs> Was that better or worse than last week? I can't tell. I don't know. You, uh, you, it's, you it's... came in strong like an owl with the who's. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go worse yeah, this week. Yeah, you came in strong like the owls. Yeah, it's gonna strong be, it's, like the owls. It's going to be, be better next week, and then we'll revert again. <laughs> the owls of Gahul, I believe. Mm-hmm. Gahul. Excuse me. Yes, you are All correct. Right. <laughs> Never seen that one. No need. Ever. You can continue not seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. I'm glad we got that out of the way. But yes, gentlemen, welcome back. So we are moving right in to... Uh, not really round two, but the second breakdown of our James Bond series. So last week we did Moonraker. This week we are doing Casino Royale, the 2006 version, which is the 21st Bond movie in the series. It is Daniel Craig's first entry as James Bond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And may I say, a dramatic shift in tone in the Bond series. <laughs> From last week? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Quite the, uh, quite the shift. Yeah, Corey, what were you saying? Uh, just great facts, Blaine. Really good facts. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really like to bring a polished and presentable demeanor to this podcast, and I'm glad it came through. Mm-hmm. So, yep. <laughs> right, I right say we just get right into this thing. So I'm going to start by just reading the IMDb synopsis of the movie. And then we can go into our initial reactions. Tell them, do we give it thumbs up, thumbs down, recommend? And then we'll kind of go through the whole film, break it down, talk about the scenes of note, and then move into our scoring like we always do. So uh, as pulled from IMDb, the plot summary of Casino Royale is... As follows, after earning double O status and a license to kill, secret agent James Bond sets out on his first mission as 007. Bond must defeat a private banker funding terrorists in a high stakes game of <laughs> poker at Casino Royale in Montenegro. And that's it. That's a very high level overview. And based on that <laughs> synopsis, how lame. How lame that does sound. We're it fighting a bank. Pretty... We're yeah. fighting a banker in a poker game. It does sound lame. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Strap up your boots, boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got things to do. Yeah, we, we got, yeah. Uh, last, last week, we had a global plot to kill all mankind. Sure did. This week... We'll get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it. This week, we're playing cards for a banker. Yes. Well, you, you uh, could argue that 
the goal is to stop a terrorist group by means of this. So really not much happens in this movie in terms of big grand schemes, but there is a reason he's doing it. That's fair. Uh That's fair. There is a reason. Uh, I would argue not as fun, but okay. I can already tell just from this brief interaction between you two that we are going to be on uh, different sides of the spectrum here. Or the specter. Am I right? Am I right? Um, that's, that's next week. Next week. Th- this is true. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways. So. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get you guys' initial reaction to Casino Royale. You're going to get up. <laughs> Two thumbs down, two thumbs up, one thumb. What are your initial thoughts before we get into this thing and break break it down scene by scene? Andrew. Well, I know you and I have had just a little bit of conversation about this. Yep. Uh, but this might surprise you. I'm going to give this movie one thumb up. It All does right. not get a two. And I want to say this is me maybe being nice about it. I'll give it one thumb up because... Uh, this movie entertained me in ways that Moonraker didn't, but I will say that I found Moonraker a little more enjoyable to watch. Shocking. Yes. <laughs> uh huh. I'm uh-huh. a little taken aback. I'm also speechless. I would have thought okay. I was going to hear two thumbs down from Andrew today. That's, that's uh-huh. what I'm taken aback by. Not, oh, not okay. Not that she thought that Moonraker was better, which is an odd take in itself. Very, but mm-hmm. That's our take. <laughs> but based on... I, well, I didn't say it was better. I said I was entertained a lot more. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Those are two different mm-hmm. things. So yeah. That is a category, and I'm sure I can kind of foretell where that's going. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Corey, where are you sitting at, man? I have always enjoyed this movie for a different reason, obviously, than Andrew. I'm not, I, I don't really enjoy it for the bondness of it. I just like the movie, and so I'm giving it two thumbs up. Okay. All, All right. right. I am also going to give it one thumbs up, but I definitely like the movie more than Andrew. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out in the scoring department uh, because I feel like I'm going to be pretty good ways ahead of you mm. but we still have the same amount of thumbs which is interesting i honestly think you and i are going to be pretty close yeah yeah okay uh because my thought about this movie is probably gonna my overall thought might be different than y'all's but i think our scores might be closer than you think well there's only one way to find out and that's just to get the ball rolling and get to the scores but first we gotta break this movie down so we're just going to kind of go through the whole movie, talk about those scenes we felt stood out. We might not talk about everything in depth, but anything yeah. that kind of sticks out to you guys, just let me know. We'll talk about it and uh, make our way through this thing. So uh, we'll just start from the very beginning, the opening sequence. This is usually uh, a very, in Bond films in general, the opening scene is usually... Super action packed, mm-hmm. real over the top. This one took a different <laughs> approach. It starts yeah. off first, it's black and white, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I liked that. And it's basically Bond on his out getting his first kill. He's not even a double O agent at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's him talking to some cat, being all secret spy man. And then it just That's a way to put it. Yeah. It just cuts to him beating the shit out of someone in a bathroom. Um and well, cuz he's he's getting his second kill. That bathroom scene was his first kill. Right. Mm. But yeah, he's it's showing him getting his first kill, which is how you earn double O status apparently. Um in the MI6 world. Mm. So James beating some dude's ass in a bathroom. Uh and then he kills this cat. He was spying on basically that's a high level overview but (laughs) right off the gate i can tell you what i do appreciate about the daniel craig bonds (laughs) it's the fight choreography is tremendous uh it actually looks like he might be a capable fighter (laughs) unlike roger moore and sean connery who look like they might fall down and break a hip at any point (laughs) daniel craig looks like he might be able to actually handle himself i i totally agree i think uh Overall, the fighting in this movie is really good. Yeah. I like the fighting. I would even say, like, they make him kind of human still, too, because he's getting his ass kicked for most of the movie. Like, in all the fight scenes, he's getting beaten to shit before he wins eventually. Yeah, it's a real is... real back-and-forth affair. Not the, yeah. the one judo chop no. knockouts like the older school yeah. uh, movies where they were like, we just got to get through these bad guys. <laughs> one chop each. Fucking move on. But say what you will, he recovers like nobody's business from a lot of this. <laughs> he does. He does. He makes a full recovery very quickly. Yeah, he's an animal. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, yeah, we see this fight. We see him kind of get, I don't know who this guy was that he killed or was spying on, but he kills the main guy, and then you get the cut, and then the opening mm-hmm. title sequence starts. I, I like... Uh, the way they did the gun barrel opening in this one, I thought it was pretty neat. I could do without the fake blood, pretty much. But I, otherwise, I thought it was an uh, interesting way to start it off. Yeah, I, I mean, like that's the black and white scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that whole gun barrel thing goes all the way back to the GoldenEye video game for, for me. So that's well, it almost felt like a, a, the biggest homage in the whole movie. Yeah. But, yeah, so we move right into the credits and the song. And that is something that we actually score upon. So we'll break mm-hmm. that down a little further when we give out our scores. But overall, yeah. I, I thought, unlike Moonraker, which didn't tie into the film at all, this <laughs> yeah. one had a lot of <laughs> casino-related um, graphics and actually um, kind of made fucking sense. Yeah, there yeah. was a theme to this one yeah. <laughs> other than... Uh, a circus that doesn't really come back into play at all. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, the song is performed by Chris Cornell. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Oh, I didn't know he died. Hey, he killed oh, himself. Yes. Late oh, of Audio fuck. Slave and Soundgarden and Temple of the Dog yes. fame. Great singer. Yes. Good rock voice. Not sure how I feel about the song in this one, but... I'll give out my score later. Yeah. What about I you might guys? Need to, uh, we can talk about it then. Given that news, I might need to take back some of the things I wrote down. Awesome. Um, <laughs> like, this guy needs to kill himself. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Oh, um, Ooh, that's bad. Yeah. Oh, shit. Good. Um, can I also say this? Something I actually liked about this movie is I have my thoughts about the song. I thought the titles uh, were good. 
maybe a little too animated, cartoony for me. But I did enjoy the fact that they played into the plot. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Good stuff. But what I like about the song is that they incorporated it into the score as well, which is a very old school Bond thing to do, where the song is actually part of the score. Now the score yeah. overall, I have some thoughts about, but... You're right, though. It does come back later, and I wrote that down. I was like, hey, that's, that's unusual. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, from there, we move into... Uh, we're transported to Uganda. So, Bond's in Uganda. The paradise of Uganda, uh, yes. Running some mission, spying on some suspected terrorist. And this goes into... Probably one of my favorite scenes in all the Bond movies I've I've actually seen, and that's where it's basically like a parkour chase through Uganda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Bond. That's the best way to describe it, I believe. Bond, Bond clocks the terrorist and he starts running, and mm-hmm. Bond takes chase on some wild, uh, just, a wild ride. This guy goes on. They just run. I mean, and this this cat, this cat's like a. Like a mongoose, God, man. God bless both of them. Not out of breath at all. Yeah, it's, it's actually <laughs> pretty fucking impressive what the Ugandan guy is doing. He's um, running pretty hard, but he couldn't outrun the fire that burned him, so that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I was going to say it's... <laughs> that's pretty terrible, sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to oh, say, boy. if you're a bomb maker with those kind of burns, I don't know if you're the best bomb maker you're out there. not the best one that we could have gotten. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, but great at parkour. Uh, d- turns into Nightcrawler at one point uh, when he jumps across that table. That kind of blew my mind. Yeah, but. it's it's pretty awesome. And he's, <laughs> he, he's actually doing these things. It's not like CGI. He's straight up jumping off buildings. And I think there were some ropes involved in some of that. Uh, I don't I don't know. I feel like ropes are involved. Some He definitely didn't climb that scaffolding, I don't think. Hmm. But, that, I mean, if he did... Even better. <laughs> Even I think better. He may actually have done it because why make mm-hmm. the point of showing all these parkour things if it's not real? I mean, I don't because they would have put James in it. But James was doing like I don't know if you've ever seen a workout video, but in the front you have Jesus. the you have the advanced people, and then in the back they're like doing the <laughs> modified versions. Mm. James was doing modified parkour. Oh yeah, uh, like when he just straight up runs through the sheetrock instead of jumping through. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, I, yeah. I uh-huh. that's to prove it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I would have been the guy having a heart attack uh, halfway through this. <laughs> Fuck this job. I do have to say, when they get to the building scaffolding, I don't understand why that one uh, construction worker decided to flamethrow James Bond. That was He was flamethrowing the bad guy. And James Bond. Because James like kicks him and knocks him off, which causes a, an explosion. Which goes back to James Bond uh, murdering innocent people that didn't really need to die. Well, you know, I mean, collateral you know, damage. It is. What do, you, what do you say? Yeah. What can you say? So, yeah, James is just chasing after this guy. A big thing I wrote down, a question, was what was the plan running up to the top of the crane for the bad <laughs> yeah. guy? Like, yeah. why did James chase him? Like, there's, you know he's... He's got to come down. He's got to come down. Just hang out. 
He saw, he, at the bottom. He saw that building up there with the with all the sand on top from the land. Oh, on, yeah. Which the, I had to write down. I was like, yeah, the, was there so much sand on top of that building? The Prince of Persia building? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so overall, it, it's a pretty fucking cool scene. Um, oh, it's a great action sequence. Yeah, for sure. And then James chases that, that same guy to, I guess, the some sort of embassy. Yeah, an embassy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I would say makes maybe some rash decisions and just the rashest decision of the entire. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, and just starts shooting guns and incites a war basically. Uh, yeah, he, um, didn't need to do that. (laughs) Uh, he basically, uh, gets this guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm assuming that this embassy is not up to standards as far as, uh, lawfully being there, but uh, James started some real shit up in there. And, guys, I apologize. This was not in Uganda. This was Madagascar. I was I was going to come back to Uganda, but yes. Uganda I, was a throwaway scene right before this We where we are introduced to our main bad guy, Le Chief, mm. uh, and his inhaler, which... <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> a sickly villain. He's sickly. sickly. He cries oh. blood and needs uh, asthma medication. Real, uh, real weakling, I'd say. Yeah. So I apologize. We skipped over that. We see our bad guy uh, basically cahooting with an African Ugandan warlord. War- warlord, and you're like, okay, so he's involved in some sort of money scheme with these terrorists, and that's how mm-hmm. we set up Lashif's involvement in the whole movie. And then we go to Madagascar, mm-hmm. where the action takes place. Now, this just may be me, but being in Uganda, do they transact with American dollars? Because he had quite a bundle. I, American, yeah. Okay. I think that's I think, the... I think American dollars are kind of king across the whole mm-hmm. bad guy playing game. Oh, okay. The bad, yeah. okay. In the underground world. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay, makes sense. But essentially, uh, Le Chief is... Taking this money to do something with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And this guy comes back later on in the movie in a big way. He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Where's my money? Chops yeah. his way right in. He sure does. Um, yeah, so James Bond end up, ends up killing the guy he was chasing in Madagascar, and that becomes kind of a... International incident. An incident, you yeah. would say. Yeah. A, uh, a British say agent mm-hmm. murders someone in a, a local embassy. By the way, who identified it's him? Just... Uh, he was caught on yeah. camera. I know, but he wasn't exactly wearing like, anything. Hi, my name is James Bond sticker. Yeah, he didn't do that. British Secret Service. <laughs> He's just that recognizable. Yeah. It's just... He spent the whole time dragging him out of there, and then right at the door, he could have just shot open with his gun, turns around, and thinks about it. He's like, I'm actually going to kill this guy, and then shoot the propane to escape, when he could have shot the propane and walked out with the guy. They were all down. <laughs> Absolutely true. It makes he didn't, he didn't, he no just, sense. He wanted to kill that guy. It felt, yeah. it felt said, that way. you made me run. could have shot him so many times earlier. He was running, chasing him for like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and again... Not out of breath in that scene. <laughs> Give him credits. <laughs> but it it does open up the what I would call Daniel Craig is is the sweatiest James Bond of the entire series. For sure. Sweaty. <laughs> For sure. Yes. 
I mean, I mean, I won't not to spoil anything, but they're the scene, the scene of this movie is the sweatiest I've ever seen any two. <laughs> A bond and a villain. <laughs> They're just so sweaty. <laughs> he gets real human on the abandoned ships, apparently. Yeah, he could have slipped right through that chair. <laughs> that's what you're talking about. Which I got to be honest. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like he fell into a toilet. Excuse me. Um, okay. Yeah. So, moving on from the embassy and the international incident, uh, we get our first glimpse of poker. And we're taken to Lashif's yacht. I just, this is a throwaway scene again, but I just, biggest. I bring it up to, to really hammer home how much they're playing up the poker element in the movie. They're basically saying, oh, this guy plays poker. He's good at it. You better watch out. And it's hard to convey that information. Just, oh, hey, I won this hand. You can't really be a badass at poker considering it's, uh, just a chance type of sport. Well, is sport later a strong on, word they kind of play it up like, oh, the badasses can bluff. Ah, <laughs> uh, look out! Yeah. Well, Im even has a line about I, his uh, poker that's seems like she's really playing him up too. <laughs> what were you saying, Corey? I'm sorry. I'll say that this scene, if they had not used it in the movie, and, and I'm not necessarily making that for final cut award or anything, but this scene makes the final poker scene. Not work for me. And I'll explain when we get oh. to that scene, but I'll I wish they would have not even done this scene or just just showed them playing poker. But he does something in this scene that I'll go into later cause, so it can tie in better. Like talking it. about his bloody fucking so, eye? <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? No, no, no. Look Yeah. No, no, no. We no. should probably mention that Lashif has had some sort of eye injury at a some nondescript point. eye injury where he cries blood. Very uh, interesting how that works. I wonder if that's related to his asthma. Who you knows? know what? Who knows? And who cares? No one. <laughs> yeah, no Not one. Not me. Yeah. Um, is played by Mads Mikkelsen, mm-hmm. who I enjoy. I enjoy. He him could all. have been so much more badass because I've seen him. What was that Viking movie he was in? Oh, I can't remember that. that was oh a great my movie. god! I did not remember that at He's all. He's straight. Is one of the most violent movies I've ever seen. So they really uh, misused yeah. him, I think, in this role. Well, you know. The, the, the new Grindelwald. Oh, is he the new Grindelwald? He's replacing Johnny Depp. Nothing no. can save that franchise. <laughs> Ooh, really? Uh, yeah, they really. They buggered that one mm. up to speak in the parlance of British people. <laughs> yeah, what, speaking of British movies. And, yes. And that notorious turf, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> oh, she's such a turf. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I love saying turf. Too. Yeah, I got Scott Ackerman saying all the yeah. time. <laughs> but um, oh boy, I kind of oh, we can't forget that he also uh, designed the Death Star. He did mm-hmm. with one fatal oh, flaw. That's right. Yeah. that's right. No poker station. None. None. Anyways, so we're then uh, again. This is a like kind of a small scene, but. Bond is hacked into M's computer somehow and is tracking the cell phone he picked up off the terrorist, the parkour guy, mm-hmm. and basically traces some calls to the Bahamas. And that's how we're transported into our next location. Yeah. Um, some fancy club down can in the I, Can I just uh, go back to yeah. M's house for a second? Number one, this movie reminded me so much of uh, high school and a Nokia fucking phone. 
<laughs> Those goddamn things could not be destroyed. I get it. Tough. You got if you're a bomb maker, you want that Nokia phone. I know that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but secondly, I just have to say, I personally love Judy Dench in this movie. Love I Judy love Judy Dench. Dench in all of the M roles. But mm-hmm. as I forgot she played M, I completely forgot. Yeah. Because I haven't really been watching the Bond movies lately. She was, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. She's M since Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. She was in seven I movies. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved her in this as not taking any of your bullshit. <laughs> and I got a fucking job to do. And I'm doing it 24-7. I love that about yeah. her as M. More than probably most of the other M's that we see who... Seem like they <laughs> yeah. show up at nine and leave at five. <laughs> they are not staying late. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we, we show up to the Bahamas at this nice club. James gets there, immediately pretends to be a valley and wrecks someone's car because he's kind of an asshole. Um, <laughs> he's a bit he's of an a, asshole. I bring yeah. that up because that's kind of the tone this Bond takes. He's just, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. Just never in a good mood. Never. He's a moody, he's a moody little guy. He's a, he he's is. a moody Bond, we'll say. I, I was okay with him wrecking those assholes' cars. I mean, that's fine. I guess it also created distraction. Um, but I will say the lead-up to this scene gave me a laugh, meaning I, I yeah. had a laugh because it starts playing that hyped-up music, and then you see him in a Ford Fusion, in a Ford Fusion and that... <laughs> And a Ford Fusion. I wrote it down. I was like, he's driving a Ford Fusion. Yeah. That did but make me like laugh the, out loud. I like the, it kind of, it kind of evolves into, oh, he's got a Land Rover now. Cool, cool, cool. Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, an Aston Martin. There yeah. we go. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, of course. We have to throw that Aston Martin in here. Yes. Yeah. We progressed. Uh, yeah. So then he goes in the club after crashing his car, steals some security footage to line up with the text messages he pulled from the, the parkour guy's cell phone. And that's how we're kind of progressing forward. And then we get a good, uh, I got to bring this up. Mm-hmm. Next scene, Bond's emerging out of the water like a, uh, a god, a Greek <laughs> yeah. god in his little bitty Italian Speedo. Oh, he, those gold, Dolce and Gabbana Speedos he's got on. Yeah. Oh, Hermes coming out of the oh, ocean. Oh, man. Yeah. Never, uh, and we can mark this down, never has James Bond looked so hot. For sure. <laughs> I, I think we can say without a doubt that he's the fittest James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. And, no and in fairness asked. to the Pierces, the Daltons, Moores, and Connerys, that t- body type I don't believe existed in their eras. <laughs> I think that's a recent discovery of this bodybuilding era. And Bond, I like it. I like his upgrade. I like the upgrade. Yeah. Up- upgrade. Yeah. Good looking, mm-hmm. looking guy. He is. I mean, I, I think me and you talked about it, Blaine. He's probably the hottest Bond. Well, I think he would have the most success with women. Yeah, it's pretty believable that he could uh, swoo. Well, and he's the girls like that kind of asshole approach. He's, yeah, you know, uh, I guess they like it. They that must like be a it. girl thing. Yeah. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to Tim Dalton because I think he could pull. From, from his teens to still now, just as much then as he I mean, did. I haven't seen those. I, I so agree. I don't. I don't know his. He's still very handsome. He is Tim Timothy. He Dalton. is. So uh, once we get to those, then we can. I can 
be a real judge, but fit wise, mm-hmm. yeah, fine. he's for sure. And I believe I could be wrong, but I think this is trying to mimic Ursula Andress in Doctor No. Now I've never seen Doctor No, yeah. but I know that that scene exists. She comes out in a white bikini. It's very, yeah. it's like a huge. This set, time yeah. Bond has the bikini redone by Halle Berry in. Uh, yeah, that definitely was more. Die like another day. It's funny yeah. you mention that because that comes into play for me a little bit later when we discuss our ratings. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not the Halle Berry scene necessarily, but that movie. Die overall. another day. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So keeping the ball rolling, James is just kind of scoping out the Ocean Club. Sees this one real ugly cat with curly hair. Uh, that guy looks terrible. That guy, for no reason, should be able to pull a woman that beautiful. Well, that's money, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. That's money. Um, yeah, that's money. So he he sees this guy. Um, Demetrius. D- Demetrius again. Mm-hmm. This we yep. got. We, he sees him playing poker in the club, so we see poker again. Another lame bad guy. Another lame bad guy. Yeah. Um, and then. James sees his wife, and you're like, okay, James is going to fuck that lady. For sure. She's a little out of Demetrius's league. <laughs> and he's mean least. to her. He's mean to her, so that's prime. That's a lot of nerve. That's that's like a Bond buffet <laughs> right there. Yeah. He, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, I, I'm, oh. He said, I'm fucking her. Um, Beautiful and in a bad relationship? <laughs> Move aside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Bond goes up to the poker game, sits down, Plays poker, so, oh, we get to see that James is good at poker now. Yeah, <laughs> we figure that out. And he, uh, this guy, like, immediately bets his beautiful 1960s Austin Martin, and James yeah. wins it, takes the of keys. Of course he does, yeah. And then goes and fucks the guy's wife. Yeah, Just easily. Straight well, cold-blooded. He, but he doesn't fuck, he literally well, doesn't fuck he could have. Like, he could have. He, well, he was yeah. about she to was, and then decided, was, I'm, I got to go do my job. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, I guess. She was on top of him and they were making out. It so. was about to happen. Um, I do want to point out that I love a good side actor in these movies. And that actress playing that dealer at the table, I, I loved every second of her performance. She, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember really? that either. <laughs> she, no. she was playing it like uh, Mr. Demetrius is the biggest Karen on earth. Like She was taking none of his shit. She was like, no, table odds, oh, sir. Oh, yes. Yeah. Table stakes only. Yeah. And then when he lost, she was kind of happy about it. And I was like, I like. Okay, yeah. I, I like did. where you're going here. That's right. I yeah. Uh, I remember I remember the dealer far more in in Montenegro than. Oh, cause oh I sure do, too. The amount, mm. of times, the amount of times he says, Monsieur Le Chief, mm. like, it just keeps. They really want to make sure you remember that. Listen oh, how good yeah. my French is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that guy is memorable for a few reasons. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, sorry. I I just want to point this out. So, Bond picks up Demetrius's wife, mm-hmm. and they're having Solange. That's her name. Oh God, Beyonce's sister. I like to write down all the Bond women, and that was her name, Solange. Solange. Huh. Solange. So, so he's about to schlong Solange. <laughs> yeah. um, but they don't hey do now. that. He uh he he gets a like a tip. That he needs to go chase down Demetrius, but <laughs> I thought you were saying he only got the tip in, but no, never mind. He may, but anyways, as he's leaving, he does a real classy thing. He orders some champagne and caviar 
for the lady and then mm-hmm. ditches her. I'm like, well, yeah. if you're going to leave, that's a pretty classy way to do it. Not bad. Um, you got a baller point And for that I one. will say, he orders the he orders the Bollinger, a little tip to the cap to the my last, my favorite quote from Moonraker. It was. So there you go. I did catch I that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I did catch that this time. So, from there, James is tracking Demetrius. In Miami. In Miami. He's gone to Miami. So we're like, what the hell is he doing in Miami? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to the bodies exhibit. That's what I'm doing. Why not? Why not? So he follows Demetrius to the bodies exhibit, and Demetrius is being sneaky, laying something out, obviously, for pickup. And then him and Bond get into a knife fight. A real subtle kind of... Sneaky knife fight, and Bond stabs him right in the stomach. Yeah, and at no point when this knife fight was happening was I like, this guy is not stronger than James Bond right no. here. <laughs> there should be no. no struggle here. No, no. James no, no. could easily destroy this man. And he did. And he did. He did. Yeah. Did you guys ever go? And it was very nice, very nice not to scream. Like, if I was, <laughs> was Demetrius, I would have screamed. Yeah. Calls a scene. I have yeah. been stabbed. <laughs> He seems like somebody who would scream, too. He didn't. He just said, well, I guess you win, Mr. Bond. I'm going to die now. Just put me down on the floor. Also, Bond in in these next two scenes, in this scene and the next scene, is the worst at surveillance I've ever seen any Bond. He gets gets made so fast both times. (laughs) Yeah, he might as well have been wearing, like, one of those Groucho Marx nose and mustaches. (laughs) Right. For him, for him, giving the guy shit, his agent in the beginning is like, "Get your hand from your ear." He's like, "Well, you're terrible at this too." I would argue he's I'm terrible gonna, at it the entire movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna glance yeah. down at this magazine, yeah. but stand in plain sight. Yeah. So James, uh, he notices the thing that Demetrius dropped off is no longer there. So he's like, "Oh, someone has already made the pickup." So he runs outside. Calls the number that he's been had in the cell phone, mm-hmm. sees a guy pick up a phone, then that chase begins. Yeah, yeah. So, by the way, any either one of you go to the bodies exhibit? Never before? been. Oh no, I've always wanted to do that. Uh, maybe that's just me. Sorry. You like bodies? Oh, I love a body, mm. especially one that's been de-skinned. Um, it's my favorite. <laughs> flayed, <laughs> yeah, flayed, if you will. <laughs> my favorite type of thing. Um, it's crazy that that's like Bobby. Flayed. It's crazy that that's a real thing, but I'm still very interested to go see it. It feels a little disrespectful to take a bunch of dead bodies, take all the skin off, and then set them up in goofy positions like at a poker table. I don't know. Oh, a poker table. <laughs> yeah, it was. A poker. It was. Yeah, they, they were. They chips, are and really that's where the hammering key was. home poker. And you think they? Movie. Did you forget this was a poker I don't, movie, or did you? Not I don't know. It? I saw the title sequence, but uh, since then I didn't remember. Bodies exhibit aside, yeah. James chases this new cat to the Miami airport. Mm-hmm. Through this chase, we find out, you kind of cut back to uh, MI6, and they're like, hey, he's going after uh, this fucking airplane. Because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Lashif... <laughs> As apparently, this is his MO, uh-huh. it is basically insider trading. That's his big yeah. Thing. So he's going to try to blow up this air. <laughs> that's sh- his superpower. That's his superpower. <laughs> so he took the terrorist money from Uganda and was going to short the stocks in this airline company, blow up the airplane, make their stocks plummet, and short it and get a bunch of money from it. 
Right. So right. that's his yeah. big thing. Mm-hmm. So this guy is going to the Miami airport to blow up the airplane, and James is chasing him. And as Corey stated, the guy sees James. He's like just standing next to the sunglasses, yeah. like a just yeah. I, this guy, I would argue, is better than James because <laughs> all he did was duck down and disappear. But that fucking James Bond. <laughs> no. No. Now, but we do get to the most important cameo of this movie. I would agree, is, Corey. Is this, go ahead. I, I caught it. I was just. I had to do a double take. I, I was like, it. "Is I, that Richard Branson?" Yeah, Richard Branson. The mo- and the most throwaway scene they let him be in this movie. He just smiles. Yeah, he's just in the background <laughs> smiling. Which makes me think he might have had a speaking part. And once they let him do it, they were like, "Absolutely mm. not. We're not letting him do no, this. No, no, no. We're cutting Richard." <laughs> yeah. Not since Donald Trump and Home Alone 2. We don't do this oh, yeah, anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> this guy might be prime minister one day. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. So, James is chasing mm-hmm. this cat through the airport. Losing him. Finding him. Losing him again. And the guy eventually gets onto the tarmac. And commandeers a gasoline truck. Hooks a keychain bomb to it. Then we get a new chase. James is trying to get this guy, get in the truck, stop him from running in, running this gas truck into this airplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, a question I had was, does, does the airport staff not have radios? Why did the airplane keep coming out of the hangar? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume they didn't know that that's where all this was headed, but... But still, there's yeah. obviously you might a want to stop guy. air traffic at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are we doing? I would say pandemonium. And, yes, and they're still just business as usual yeah. on the other side. There's of the a airport. lot going on in this scene. Yeah, just and there's police cars chasing the thing, mm-hmm. but keep it coming, guys. Yeah, keep, keep moving it out. Look, we, we got, got stands here. Fans are here to see the airplane. Now, that was another thing that blew my mind. That people, they had called in an audience for this unveiling. <laughs> That's a real wild one. But I also want to say that the stunts in this really good action scene. I'll give it to him. This was a good one. Yeah. To have a fight in the, in a, the front seat of a car, it was mm-hmm. pretty decent. Yeah. Um, not bad. Pretty good. I will say the... Uh, uh, airport security is playing real fast and loose with that M16 and that <laughs> truck full of uh, gasoline. Oh, and they're shooting the tires out? <laughs> and shot oh, yeah, the God. actual barrel on the back. I was like, okay, maybe a little more cautious here. Yeah, so they're beating each other's ass inside this truck. Yeah. James falls out, crawls back through. Bada, bada, bada. Mm-hmm. He sees the bomb hooked to the truck, unhooks it, jumps back in the cockpit, and then hooks the bomb to the guy's pants. Gotcha. Got him. I, <laughs> gotcha. I did make a note about this scene. And I want to see if how you guys feel. Did this this whole scene where there's the fight and the cabin and stuff, did it not have an Indiana Jones feel a little bit? Oh, you mean Raiders of the Lost? Yeah. The, they the, do the same exact fight? Like, yeah. And, and I was, yeah, they do the exact same and fight. Jump through the windshield and everything. Yeah. Uh, falls out the broken door. It's hanging out the edge. Yeah. That's all I was thinking about doing that. I was like, seems like we might have stole this from somewhere. Yeah. Or, or, you know, highest, highest form of flattery. That's it's a sure. Praise. It's high praise. praise. Yeah. No, he wasn't a Nazi. That's true. Yeah. Fair point. He was a, 
He may have been Jewish. Yeah, we don't know what this guy was. Or Mr. Dimitri. The flattest, the most blank demeanor and face of any actor in the whole movie. I agree. Completely. I agree. Yeah, he was a stunt man. They just were like... (laughs) I mean, that's probably what it was. He's like... You don't talk, just do stunts. Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> Can um, you do all this stuff? Great. So, yeah. Bad guy jumps out of the car. He's basically lined up the truck to go run into the airplane. Mm-hmm. James stops it. Then the guy goes to detonate, hears some beeping, and then realizes, oh, the bomb's on my pants. Mm-hmm. And then James smiles, and he blows <laughs> up. I and didn't dislike that scene. I, I like... <laughs> The cheekiness, or just kind of like the cold blood, and it's like you still just exploded a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are, you shouldn't be reveling in that? And I still feel like <laughs> it's not a, it, that bomb was still a little too close to that truck. <laughs> yeah, so much gasoline was dripping yeah. that whole time. You would think that there was a. <laughs> but I yeah. agree, Corey. <laughs> but James just hits him with that cold blooded smirk, just like <laughs> <laughs> you're in bits now. <laughs> That would have been a great line if you added that. You're in bits now. You're in bits now. Um, So, after that, we're taken back to the Bahamas. For another three minutes, we see the uh, Demetrius' wife is dead in a hammock. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, And we find out tortured first. And I love that M makes it very clear that uh, this is all your fault. Uh, they, and that yeah. <laughs> and that Bond's just cold-blooded. Yeah, well, and Bond's like, well, you, you know. don't care, do you? He's like, no, not really. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, some people die. <laughs> well, he did make a. He said something later on. He's like, you knew I wouldn't let this lie. So he does. He cares about maybe maybe doesn't care about her, but he does care about the mission. I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't tell what he was referring to when he said that. Well, and I think. I mean, this is going to come in more when Vesper shows up, really, but the way this movie has begun, it makes it very clear that James Bond only wants to do his job, and he's playing this character a certain type of way, which is when Vesper shows up, why I start to get confused. confused. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I'm sorry. He all of a sudden becomes Bond. Like he he acts very Bond like around Vesper all of a sudden. But also or very, very traditionally Bond. I disagree. I, yeah, I disagree with that one t- for me. Maybe in terms of the lines and like his his the way that he's that they have a back and forth that felt the some most, parts. But like, in some part, he's also a whiny yeah. little shit. <laughs> yeah. um, let's yeah, get but, let's but we'll keep get it there. going. We'll yeah. keep it going. Because so, I got a lot to say about in the Bahamas. Uh, I think that scene it being short was also to for him to explain Lashif's plan since he lost all the money in the airplane, he's got to get it back. So he thought he devised a poker game to get all the terrorists money back. Mm-hmm. That's his plan. I mean, sure. Great. <laughs> Great. This <plan>. guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, who is this guy? It's like, fuck my stock market scheme and didn't work. I know. I know what I'll do. I know. I've got it set. <laughs> I'm going to win this money back. Poker match in Montenegro. Mm-hmm. And I guess just invite random people. <laughs> like you would think he'd invite people that were his friends, but James gets a table and spoiler alert. So does Felix Slider. <laughs> and so I don't know how they got word about this poker game, but okay. <laughs> but, uh, oh damn. Oh, I was going to say the, 
did we look up uh, Le Chief? Corey, I know you're French. Uh, do, you, do you know the meaning of Le Chief? No, oh, I do I... not. Sheath? Sheath <laughs> no. penis? You know what? You're right. Moving on. Does um, it mean the checkbook man? But that is his name. Even in his thing, they don't ever give him a name. Yeah, the checkbook man is actually really close. Le Chief in French is oh, no. the number. Ah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I have... I thought it said figure, the figure, so I guess either one works. Yeah, the number. That sucks. I hate that. And that's that's just his name. Because he's the money man. I sure. He's the figure. He's not great at it. <laughs> I give him I gotta say that. He's yeah, he's not good at his job. Um I will say one of the looking back on it now that we're I think we all kind of feel the same about Lashiv, but <laughs> The way M, when Bond is looking him up in the computer and she's, she's watching what Bond is doing and he finds Le Chief's profile <laughs> and she gives the biggest Le Chief. Oh, no. You're like, oh, this is That's a cheap. badass dude. And does not turn out to be anything. No. Well, she also really gives it the, the Le Chief. Le Chief. Oh, she, she does. She puts a little bit at the end. She does. Yeah. But he loses all menace when he hits that puffer <laughs> yeah <laughs> or his grand plan is to win to play poker well the first time i see him he's taking a hit off an inhaler and his eyes bleeding <laughs> like man you, you you have anemia you're don't a you? real berry wary over here <laughs> berry wary it is great he says he takes a puff and says diminishing shit that just yeah. is completely diminished by yeah like, tell him to leave in five minutes or i'll kick him off the boat and then, oh really? <laughs> oh really? Fucking Barry Weary. Catch me. Three people are going to get the Barry Weary reference. <laughs> Listen, if you did not watch the movie Sidekicks as a child, you missed out on something special. <laughs> oh my god! So from the Bahamas, we know what the plan is. We know we got to get James into this poker game. So mm-hmm. next scene of note is where James meets Vesper, um, who's. I guess an MI6 accountant who's going to be in charge of the funds to get James into the poker game. They're yeah. on a train and they have some witty sex, sexual tension banter for a little while. And that's how we meet Vesper. I guess, I guess witty would be a way to describe this. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it's a back, it's and, a back yeah. and forth. Um, they want to fuck each other. Yeah. It's clear. It's pretty clear within that first second. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she works for the treasury and at first she kind of plays it like, I guess, well, she has to know what, what's happening here. She has to know that he's a secret agent and. Oh yeah. uh, Yeah. 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 But yeah, we meet Vesper Lynn. Vesper. Not a great name. You know, uh, yeah. Well, this was the first book, so Ian Fleming had a few more to get real perverted with. So yeah, that's fair. So then we continue. We're in Montenegro. We're going to this fancy hotel. We see Mons Austin Martin. So you got mm-hmm. an Austin Martin, an updated one. Um, <laughs> Yet another one. <laughs> another one. And then um, I guess next note, we meet the local spy, Mathis. Yes. I'm sure. I, don't, I still don't really know what his role was. I think I missed that. Uh, my understand I, was he a spy? I don't know what he was. He was doing spy like things. My under, when we're yeah. introduced to him, my understanding is he's the chief of police here. That is no, he got the, all, he got the chief of police arrested. That's right. 
So I don't know what he was. He maybe he's secret. He's just police. a local. Yeah, could he, be secret. He's police. the guy that's in the know. You know, <laughs> hey. and and has a lot of pull. Apparently, <laughs> he gets things done. I'll say that. And then they leave it ambiguous. They leave it ambiguous whether he's good or bad. Yeah, you never know at the mm, end of the movie. But yeah. for right now, you're not actually 100 yeah, sure. For right now, this guy Mathis seems to be helping James and Vesper um, kind of navigate the Lashif situation and the poker game. Yeah. Uh, so we're introduced to him. Then we go back to the hotel, um, and they're basically just getting ready for this poker match. They're literally just getting dressed <laughs> yeah, for yeah. the poker match. James gets mad about his dinner coat, and then looks and then really looks, good. Yeah, really, and then he gets mad that gets mad that he looks so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is happening? Right I now? don't. It, he did look fucking good in that tux. This, but. but this is kind of what I'm talking about. This, the way he has played this character, and I think we're what an hour into the movie at this point. The way he played the character up until Vesper shows up is just like cold blooded killer. Yeah, and then when he she shows up, it's just like. This is the I'm in love. Like that is not the vibe you were given off a minute ago. This seems a little strange. It was a shift. It was a shift. Yeah, yeah. it was a shift. And but s- he looks good. Yeah, and yeah. who gives a fuck? She got you a jacket. Like it's tailored. <laughs> I yeah. She was like I. Uh, I, I sized you up. And somehow mad about it, but you know, who am I? Interesting, yeah. Interesting little. uh, I don't even know what to call that. But Mm -hmm. from there, (laughs) they got dressed, and then hey, we're back. We're playing poker again. Here it is. We hear the rules. Uh, Big money poker game. We kind of see some players. I don't know. The other players really. (laughs) They had a cornucopia of people here. Um, and they don't really give them any, any, any agency. No, no. (laughs) they're like, who are these guys? And then they just fucking play poker for a while. (laughs) Did, did, okay. The one thing that stood out was the, uh, Asian gentleman with the nine foot ponytail, the gray haired guy. I think his name was Fukuto. Well, I just liked his uh, name. I think yeah. that ponytail, when I saw how long it was, I was like, that's. So insane. <laughs> that didn't need to happen in this movie, but okay. Fukuto. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Big Trouble in Little China, oh, but he yeah. looks a lot like one of the three storms. Yep. So there <laughs> and that's all the credence Just, I'm giving that movie. <laughs> could could be. Could be him. Wow. He, well, I'll tell you what. In the years since that, he really turned it around. <laughs> <laughs> he turned around. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, this is a interesting group of people. And the note I had for when the poker starts is again, for some reason there's an audience here. And I don't know if I could think of a more boring thing than to be a standby person while people play poker. That's fair. I like watching po- I like watching it's Sometimes po- when the when high stakes it can be like Oh wow, that guy just won a million dollars. Well, here's my thing. I like watching poker yeah. when it's like on TV. That way you can see everybody's hand, you know what's going on. I don't think I could sit there and fucking just watch people bet back and forth. I don't know. Well, they're probably like just lounging, drinking cocktails and they're like, "Oh, look." Well, that was my thing. That's what I would poker. be doing, but they seemed very into it. You know, <laughs> throughout these poker scenes at this hotel, Again, they're just playing poker. Mm-hmm. 
so the director, the writers, they rely on Mathis to do these little quips <laughs> to kind of mm-hmm. tell you that it's high stakes. Yeah. When I know this is just, they're just playing poker, Mathis. Yeah. You don't got to tell me <laughs> what's going on, man. It's not exciting. And, Quit trying to make and it And Mathis, some, in some scenes, has this omnipresence about what everyone has and how much money's on the table. It's like, are you a fucking number savant? How did you do all this calculation? He's the real list chief. He is. the. You know what? He picked the wrong career. We don't even know what he is. Maybe he didn't. Yeah, we don't Who know. Who the fuck is Mathis? Yeah. But anyways, yeah. They, they, so they play poker for a while, and then they take a break. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. during the break, some shit goes down. Um, Absolutely. Lashif is gets his ass beat in his room by the Ugandan <laughs> terrorist that he screwed over at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then he just basically was going to let the guy chop his girlfriend's arm off. He <laughs> doesn't yeah. say anything about it. No. And no. that girl stays with him. That was I, that was what I wrote down. I was like, when she shows up later, I was like, bitch, you didn't leave? <laughs> like, I'd be done. Not only that, but she like does some dirty work yeah, for him. Yeah, she's she po- poisoned. Yeah. She's willing to commit a murder for this man at this point. Yeah. And Lashif does not put up a fight whatsoever to these two guys. He gets his ass beat by them. Well, I mean, he's a eye bleeding asthmatic. Asthmatic, yeah. But he must have lecoq. <sighs> I think he has <laughs> le money. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, he doesn't weird. seem like the type that has a lecoq. Well, you never know. <laughs> It might have got blown up in the eye injury situation. It has asthma, too. <laughs> God, I hope so. Little, At least give him something interesting. Little, little penis inhaler. That'd be amazing. <laughs> it's just a penis pump. It yeah. It's, it's, it's for like, dick has asthma. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I will say also... Regardless of what you think about this warlord, he has the coolest fucking machete I've ever seen anywhere. I did not look at his machete. I'm going to be honest. You didn't? That he was going to... They were swinging pretty fast. Yeah. He's got a run-of-the-mill machete. Well, it was like like nickel-plated, and it had like a very fancy handle on it. I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, he is a warlord. He is. You can get those nice things. So anyways, they leave Le Chief's room. They don't kill him. They're basically like, give me my money back. (laughs) Yeah. And then James and Vesper are in the hallway. Why? Okay. James is like, all right, I'm just going to pretend to kiss you. Why didn't they just go in the stairwell? God damn, thank you for saying that. I totally agree. Yeah. (laughs) I guess they didn't want to see the door close, but... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you would have gotten away with it that way. I don't know how... What they did was better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so the Ugandans walk by, they see James' earpiece, and then attack James and Vesper, and they have this... Another good fight. Good fight scene. In a stairwell. Um, And it ends with... James choking the Ugandan guy to death. Mm-hmm. Um, couple things with this scene. Yeah. Why does it take Vesper so long to intervene to try to take the gun away? I, One. Yeah. Two, James would have had to choke that guy for at least seven more minutes to <laughs> kill him. That's, yeah. yeah. That's something. I didn't see any twisting of the neck breaking. No. no. And it it no, just he, looked like he just he strangled just, him to death. Yeah. He would just passed out. You have to yeah. choke someone for a long time <laughs> yeah. to kill them. Yeah. Um, but he, he kills him. Finger quotations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's obviously sweaty and bloody. <sighs> he just had a fight. Very sweaty. Uh, <laughs> so sweaty. So he bloody. goes a chain. Le- Sorry. Well, 
because it leads to the scene that always just like has always like made my uh, skin crawl the the whiskey chug. Oh yeah, <laughs> I always think of that as just like the most. I can't. Ah, man. <laughs> yeah. I can't so, even, like, think so about James, it. after this fight and Mert killing two people, goes back to his hotel, chugs like a whole highball of whiskey, <laughs> like three fingers, yeah. like three fingers at of least. Whiskey. Downs it. Then you he goes back and plays poker again. Yeah, he really should drink water after how much he sweat. <laughs> He's gonna get dehydrated. <laughs> um, speaking of drinks, the amount of reverence they give his drink. I think it's just like Gordon's, three parts Gordon's and some Lillette, if I remember. I was like, that's not... Give me a break, that was That is not my notes, Corey. <laughs> and then, <laughs> per uh, Felix Leiter, uh, I'll have one of those too, but hold the fruit. Yeah. What kind of homophobe <laughs> is this guy? <laughs> Wait, hold I, on. I, I know. <laughs> I thought you really misunderstood <laughs> that scene. No, no, I, <laughs> that's really good. But amen. I, I really love Jeff Jeffrey Wright and everything though. I just love him so much. He's so I, good. I thought he's he doesn't he doesn't do much. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy him. Yeah. He also in that scene thought he was in like a film noir movie. Yeah. <laughs> but Hold the fruit. Hold the fruit. But uh <laughs> I will say this. When I first saw this movie in the theater, uh had thoughts, but we'll come to that. But I remember when Jeffrey Wright was in it, my first thought was, well, that's a weird part for him to have. He's kind of a big actor. And then later on when he reveals that he's Felix Leiter, I was like, oh, shit. Did, that was the only surprise I think I had in this movie, but it was one of the highlights for me that they brought back Felix Leiter because if you're unaware, Felix Leiter is the CIA's version of James Bond. He's in a lot of the other movies uh, as different characters. So to see, and he was in none of the Brosnans. So when he came back in this one, it was like, oh, he's coming back. Felix. Yeah. So James runs back, plays a little bit of poker. They don't really show it, but then they cut back him going back to his hotel room, finds Vesper distraught sitting in a shower because she just saw some people get killed. Probably hasn't been through that a lot. Ever. Yeah, probably um, never. And then I just, this was so weird to me. I don't like it at all. So <laughs> Vesper's like, I, she's sitting in the shower. James sits now next to her in his nice suit. It's getting wet. She's like, I can't get the blood off my hands. So he puts both of her <laughs> fingers in his mouth was, and sucks on them. I wrote down, this scene was so fucking weird. <laughs> and it, it truly is. It. The fact, one, why is he sucking her fucking finger? He might as well have just got his dick out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And slapped it against his stomach. Yeah, but... That's th- how odd it was for me. <laughs> I agree. That he sits there with her, sucks her fingers, and then, like, hugs her. Which brings me back to this, the way he has played James Bond, this does not seem like the reaction this particular James Bond would have to be caring, nurturing. It would be more accurate if he walked in the room, saw her in the shower and said, get your shit together. We got things to do. I, I would have been more inclined to believe that than where this is going. Strange choice. Bold yeah. choice by Bond here. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it paid off. It did. It did. You think so? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, We don't know. For, for the two of them, it paid off. It made I it guess. Pay off pretty well, I'd say, for him. I wonder if that got the blood for off. For a little bit. A little bit of time. I, I doubt it. Here's the thing. 
I don't think there was blood. I think she said, she even said, it's like there's blood in between my fingernails. Where would the blood have come from? She never was actually touching anyone. Yeah. Unless there was blood on the gun. And I don't know. It's so baffling that he puts that in his, puts them in his mouth. <laughs> he was just waiting to suck on those oh, fingies. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, very strange. So, from there, uh, so we had two dead bodies that had to be dealt with. Mm. Bond asked Mathis to take care of them. Mathis does. He stuffs them in a trunk. Again, is Mathis a good guy? Bad guy? I don't know. But he's helping mm-hmm. him out here. Yep. Um, so that kind of throws, I don't know what his plan there, to make Lashif more uncomfortable. You would think it'd make Lashif feel better <laughs> that he doesn't have to deal with these guys anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Because obviously it was James Bond who killed him. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was a stretch. No, um, no. But then, again, we go back and play some more fucking poker. Right back into it. And uh, James thinks he knows LaShief's bluffing, goes all in, loses all his money, gets kicked out of the game. Yep. So he went all in and it backfired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that, this is where he kind of goes into his little bitch fit with Vesper. He really and does. And gets real whiny because... He can buy back into the game with $5 million, but Vesper has to approve it, and she said right. no. Mm-hmm. So then he got all whiny and emo. Uh, very unbond-like. Yeah. Yeah. I would 100% agree with you. That, again, felt really awkward, out of place, for what he's trying to portray. For me, at least. I was just like... I mean, it boils down to, especially, I think even, I, was, watch, I watched this on Netflix... And they, their summary was really good. It was like Bond before he was Bond when he was just a man. So much of this movie is him like basically growing out of his emotions and becoming this, this, this Bond-like figure who kind of does treat women a certain way and treats the job a certain way. It's a stretch to say that, that that's what the, the Daniel Craig is doing, but it is, I think, what the movie is kind of doing, at least in some scenes. Yeah, maybe so. Uh... I don't disagree with what you're saying. It just, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. Uh, it's tough but, to do 21 movies in. Yeah, um, it's hard to break a couple of trends here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, after that, James runs into Felix. Mm-hmm. Felix is like, hey, you're a better poker player than me. I'm CIA. Let me pay for you to get back into the game. So he does. I will say, jumping off from the whiny scene he has with Vesper to, all right, well, I'm just going to fucking kill this guy. <laughs> he picks up that knife. Yeah. Oh, and he's, he goes, he just decides to so go. so mad. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, fuck it. Give me this uh, steak knife. I'm going to stab this man to death. <laughs> Get the girl out of here. <laughs> Forget about the money trail. Yeah. I'm murdering him right now. Yep, I'm just going to kill him. <laughs> I did enjoy that. It was It was very... I won't say Bond, but it's a good scene. Emotional. Yeah. He's an emotional guy here. Mm Mm-hmm. So, James buys back into the poker game. We're playing fucking poker again. Um, Yet again. And this is where Lashif's woman poisons James's (laughs) drink. So, he's playing poker. James starts to get sweaty. Another recurring. You know, this is also a very very sweaty sweaty. scene. Spray him down. Uh, So... James is obviously having some issues after getting poisoned, so he lurches out into his his Austin Martin in the parking lot and uh, 
gets on the phone with MI6 and they kind of walk him through what he needs to do to uh, counteract not the poison, die. To yeah. not die. <laughs> so he takes out his his defibrillator. Very odd that that's like the only gadget in this movie. Is I was gonna bring that up I was later. Say, the only gadget was <laughs> a see. defibrillator. Yeah. The only gadget was. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna bring that up. And we're, well. You could argue that the glove compartment is kind of a gadget where it like shoots out his gun in the beginning of of the Montenegro scene, too. Yeah, so, it's got know. it's That's got two trays. It's a fancy glove box. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's a fancy uh, glove. It's a it's gadget a, glove box. Yeah. I've I've always I will say this: the, the one of the scenes that have really stuck with me from this movie is when he grabs the salt shaker in the water to make himself throw up. I always oh, yeah. love that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do like that scene. Didn't work. No, no, didn't help out. Um. But yeah, so he. God damn, this scene made me mad. Only because I was like, push the fucking button. <laughs> uh, push that button. But it wasn't hooked up, Andrew. I know. <laughs> what a flaw. So James stabbed himself in the throat <laughs> with a syringe. Yeah. Um, Moment to clarify. <laughs> uh, to counteract the poison. And then he uh, puts these defibrillator leads onto his body. It doesn't work. He passes out. Uh oh. Vesper comes and saves the day. No worries. Mm-mm. James nope. is back. Does that stop James? Fuck no. No. He gets dressed, goes back, and plays some more poker. Yep. If you didn't get enough, he's James, back. I gotta say. He's got he's, he's to finish. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got a job to do. Back for more poker. I got to tell you, James in this movie is like Jaws from the last movie. They're, they're not keeping him. him down. No. Can't kill him. So James goes back, plays poker, and this is where he ends up winning. Yes. He goes all in, beats Lashif, gets a little bit of a better hand. Bam. Lashif's done. He's pissed. Bond wins. Did you notice this? Bond oh, slides. I love that you mentioning slides this. Slides a tip to the dealer, which was $500,000. $500,000. That is a life-changing <laughs> amount of money. I would have started slapping people if I was that dealer. I, I'm, I'm so done. glad you brought it. Also, the dealer. Go ahead, Corey. He had a very muted, yeah, very muted reaction. I would have been he like. You probably didn't want to bring attention <laughs> yeah. to it. Oh. would steal it from him. Oh, I would have been like. Fuck this job. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'd have been sweating hard. I'd have punched that asshole that was announcing the whole time. I'd have punched Sheila. Gebel or Mendel or whatever his name is. Yeah. I'd have fucking cashed out and got the fuck out of there. But yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was like, that was a $500,000 chip. Big tip. Yeah, big tip. Big tip. Big tip. So we think, hey, James has thwarted Lashif's plan. Lashif's pissed, so he kidnaps Vesper. What? Lashif kidnaps Vesper. Yes, yes, sorry. Yes. Your tone changed, and I was like, did I miss something? No, 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 no. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so... Well, because this is where James thinks Mathis is, because she says, I gotta go see Mathis, and then James does a little bit of arithmetic in his head and goes, Mathis is a bad guy. And so they that initiates the chase to go find right. Vesper. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I didn't remember him saying that, only because I was thinking about the side story of what this dealer is going to do with that $500,000. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> that uh, I kind of didn't pay attention to that part, but okay. All right. Casino Royale 2.5. <laughs> it's just him not playing poker, but just doing Coke off yeah. a poker table. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> was thinking it would have been amazing if he showed up in like Spectre 
or uh, No Time to Die. And he's like, oh, my God, you're the guy who changed my life forever. (laughs) Because of you, my life was turned around. (laughs) But, yeah, anyway, so Vesper gets kidnapped. Vesper gets kidnapped. So James jumps in his Austin Martin, goes on a high-speed chase, but then Vesper's just laying in the road. Um, Yeah, yeah. So James swerves and has a pretty epic fucking... Holy shit. Car crash. <laughs> and that was a real car crash. They didn't... Oh, yeah. They didn't fake that. that Guinness was, Book of World mm-hmm. Record, most flips from a car in a movie. <laughs> it was brutal. But he doesn't die. He's fine. He's alive. He's uh, fine. I would even argue, not even injured. <laughs> Maybe a li- just a little banged up. It looked like a cut to the face, and that was about it. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. So, from there, James is... The camera shot, it's like he's getting carried away yeah. from the wreck. Yeah. And then we're, we wake up, and what are we in? Uh, it's a, a ship, ship, I think. It's an abandoned boat. submarine? Yeah, I, yeah, a, yeah. Cargo, a cargo yeah. hold of some, yeah. some something, mm-hmm. some vessel. Yeah. And uh, they instantly cut out the bottom of a chair, mm-hmm. uh, throw James, his naked, sweaty body, into this chair. So I'm guessing his danglers are hanging down. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't think you have to guess there. I think that that's pretty clear. <laughs> what if they weren't though? You know what? I could probably, <laughs> if I was in James' situation, I probably could have adjusted to where that wasn't a problem. I just kind of do like a like a swing, like yeah, a, just swing upward and catch like, it with a thigh, like a Quasimodo <laughs> oh. bell swing. I thought you were going the other way, like do a little butt suck of your balls or something. That's talent. Oh, and uh, that's homophobic. Um, anyway, It's like, Andrew, that's something you do? Wow, good job. I'm, uh... You just use your butthole to hoover your balls up into your ass? Good good work, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get a um, that would be a trick. <laughs> Does this torture say anything about Lashif, that this was his go-to? 100%. So James yeah. is sitting there butt naked. His balls are hanging down this bottomless chair. And then Lashif is just swinging this heavy rope, just smacking James in the balls yeah. and dick. And that looked like that rope was made ahead of time. It looks like this is something we've used often. Used. Yeah. Agree, Corey. It's been used for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what he did to use to kill Solange too? The torture just swung at her taint over and over? <laughs> I was going to say, do you think he beat her vagina? <laughs> until she died? I think he just swung yeah, her around the hand until what she, she died. <laughs> <laughs> just for just like 10 around. hours straight until she just died. You know, given everything about Lashif, that seems up his alley. Yeah. It's something he would do. So, James is there getting his dick and balls smashed. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of just breaks. Or he's, he starts laughing and screaming. It's Yeah. It's fun, um, and he's sweating, and uh, then some random guy comes in and shoots uh, Lashif in the face. Mr. White. Mr. White shows Mr. White. Up. Mr. White. I, I was going to ask you guys, do you, how long do you think you would have lasted with the, the uh, ball-crushing scene? I would have tipped myself over. Yeah, I think that would... Just, you know, just to make him frustrated. Yeah. You got to pick me back up now, don't you? Yeah, I don't think that would actually stop him. He would just change his angle and start swinging at your prone body now. Well, uh, anything to make him. Maybe yeah. do like little little twisty turns. With this isn't going to be easy like for a, you. Just get my Flintstone feet going and just, you know. But in all honesty, I feel like. I'm actually, I sweaty. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, in all honesty, Bond could have probably fell over 
And that raggedy ass chair would have probably broke into a billion pieces. But <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say as sweaty as it was, if as sweaty as it was, if he fell down, it probably could have slipped and slide all the way to the. No edge. joke. But then his knees would have been up by his ears, and then his balls have been down low, and they could just like <laughs> smack him with a ping pong paddle. Which I think <laughs> just it feels like that's something Lashif would be into. He has a ping pong paddle on him. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so Lashif gets killed by a random. Yeah, and Bond doesn't even kill the villain in this no, movie. Dead. Um, and then from there, uh, Bond wakes up in a hospital with Vesper. The the fucking best hospital I've ever seen. Very pretty hospital. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of just like all lovey dovey, kissing and saying smart ass things. Um, and yeah. And again, this given is... the scenes that followed that previously, it's like, well, this is a, <laughs> we've taken a different turn with these two. Yeah. This is where. The movie should have ended in my book. Mm. Um, yeah. They go out just like every other movie. James is basically having sex with the Bond girl, and that's how the movie ends. Historically. Yeah. Not yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Not here. We have 40 more minutes of nonsense. It felt so much longer than 40 um, minutes. <laughs> I don't even, but I don't even think it was four. I, I don't think it was four. I think it was only. Like I don't know 20. how long it, just it was. Really it feels like felt a long... like a long time. So yeah, we then go to Venice well, with James and Vesper. Right before that, I we should probably touch on this idea. Oh yes, the well the money situation. Well yeah, that too. But what this movie is trying to set up is obviously there's some organ- secret organization that Mister White works for. And Lashif was just part of that organization. And at this point, we see Mathis about to poison Bond. And what I got from this is, oh, Mathis works for that organization the same as Mr. White does, which is why they shock him and take him away. Mm. So that's where I was. Um, But we don't know if he was actually going to poison him, though. Well, yeah, we don't know. He gave it to him and he told him to drink it and Bond never drank it. So we don't know. Well, he was just poisoned. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the part, even the part where the chief says, your friend Mathis is actually my friend Mathis, could have just been lying. Could have been. Yeah. He's a bad been, guy. Could have been, not Beth, a nice been guy. Vesper that, that, that did that. Yeah. Can't trust anybody could've in this Vesper fucking the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, yeah, they arrest Mathis, and mm-hmm. then Bond executes the transaction code to transfer the funds, one from the poker tournament, to the account. Yeah. Like he was supposed to do. Then they go to Venice. And so, <laughs> and Bond decides to give up his entire fucking career for this woman he met sh- yeah. a week ago. <laughs> Shows him sending a resignation email <laughs> yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. And then we just got a bunch of dilly-dally. And then James realizes Vesper transferred the funds to someone else. They, she didn't do what she was supposed to do. She stole mm-hmm. the money, basically. Gets suspicious. Chases her. Realizes there's some other nefarious activities going on. And then that leads to a f- basically a final shootout with these, uh, again, some new strangers. <laughs> yep, brand in, new strangers to this. In a crumbling yep. Venice villa that sinks into the ocean. And Vesper traps herself in the elevator and kills herself. Out of guilt? I I don't 
Uh, why? I don't yeah. I don't get why she killed herself. I'm not gonna lie to you. By the time it got to after she died, and M is kind of trying to explain what was going on. I was losing focus so much in this movie. I got to be honest. Yeah, I was like, good. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you drowned. If, yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll give her credit, though. Uh, that actress, Eva Green, she dies pretty good. Oh, yeah, uh, good like, drown. Yeah. I love Eva I, yeah. Green. It's mm-hmm. a great drown. It's a great drown. Real looking drown. I mean, it's so hard to say. Like, it, that Maybe she dies out of guilt, or maybe she dies so that they would stop using her boyfriend as leverage. But then they would just kill but him. But I also felt like the she guy. really liked James. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe Hard she. Hard to mean, say because her face I in the know. her face in the end made it seem like, oh, you didn't realize that I was like that was a ruse the whole way. I don't know. I couldn't tell that. I part. don't know because it's under it's underwater acting, <laughs> and that's a little hard. <laughs> it to is. Do. That's read. tough. It is. It's and a tough segment of the acting world. And the lung power on James, he holds his breath forever. <laughs> Give him yeah. credit. I like the I like the guy who plays the you know uh, Adolf Gettler I think was his name with the sunglasses or the half sunglasses. His name was Adolf Gettler. <laughs> I looked it up because I was like, "What's that guy from?" Because he was he played Eichhorst in uh, that vampire show Strain, and he was also in Inglorious Bastards. He was one of the guys who got his head bashed. Oh my in. god, his name is Adolf Gettler. Well, well, Adolf. okay. So, anyways, that was a. He didn't have much. He didn't have much, but I like that. But that was a pretty good action scene too. It was a big set piece, but it was not needed. And that's just how, that's how mm. it ends. Vesper kills herself. Mm-hmm. Then um, James really mushes her titties, giving her CPR. I'm, it, he really, it, does. it wasn't it does. quite really, the attempt he needed. He really flapjacks those babies. <laughs> um, it makes me wonder about his. It's like aim more for the sternum, yeah. James. Get he the went sternum. straight right titty. Yeah. Mushed it um, and gave up so quickly. Yeah, he's like, "Well, okay, she's dead." Ooh, I'm tired. <laughs> and then we see the guy. Um, I mean, uh, the briefcase that she had that she was doing the transaction. We see Mister White walk off with it at the end. Yeah. Um, and then uh, M kind of explains, "Hey, what Vesper had done and mm-hmm. why she did it." And then, uh, again, we're at another pretty place, and there's Mr. White, and then... Uh, I dig Mr. White's home as well. Mr. White's got some digs, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. James murders him. Yeah. And that's how... Well, we, he doesn't murder him. He just shoots him in the leg. He definitely kills him later. He needs the information, though. Yeah, I'm sure he got yeah. the information. And then we actually get him saying, Bond, James Bond, with a really cool visual of him holding the gun. It was a really... I, I like the ending I'm shot ready. I, I gotta make a statement here. This was probably the first time and only time in this movie that he felt like James Bond. And, well, that's the, I, I'm telling you, I think that's the goal. I get, I, I think maybe I that get was their goal. They're, they're trying mm-hmm. to show his, yeah. his, his transformation. Him evolving into Bond. Mm-hmm. But again, this is 21 movies deep, and he still kind of carries that attitude into the other Daniel Craig Bond movies. Um, and it is a question we have coming up in our category. We'll, yeah, we'll see. But but I also yeah. would add the first time we actually hear the James Bond theme too, which was really yes. odd. That was something I wrote down in my notes. Well, maybe that's them saying, "Okay, he's Bond now." Mm. 
But well, I ain't. I, he's officially double seven. Trying to get all that from my Bond movies. I gotta tell you, I'm not either. But um, that is how we end the movie. That is the wrap up. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the whole thing. So all we have to do now is move into our awards and our scoring and see where this one ultimately is going to rank in our mm-hmm. whole overview of these movies. So we will take a short break right mm-hmm. now. We'll come back, get to the awards, get to the scores, and get you guys out of here. <laughs> we want to get you home from Not this get podcast. Get you guys out of here. Get, y'all going. get you guys entertained some more. So... <laughs> We'll be right back. That's the way I end every uh, meeting I've ever had. I want to get you guys out. All right. Welcome back. The break is over. We are here to do our awards now. Uh, So, as we did with Moonraker in our first episode of this season... We will give out awards for best death, best line, and how did this make the final cut? So, for our first award, let's go to Corey. What was the best death in Casino Royale? So, I actually am going to go with Vesper Lind. Mm. Uh, I thought, for two reasons, I thought her death was good in that the drowning death, the way it happened, the build up to it, but also it was a little bit strange in that when she was talking with Bond underwater, all of a sudden she just does like this huge gasp and push away and, and she just wants to die in the back of the elevator thing. And that part was kind of humorous to me. I don't know. I liked no. I liked how it's just a solid death. Humorous. Well acted. <laughs> well, and then that part always is like, why did she do that? What was that choice? That's pretty dark. Yeah. I, just not the his ass death off. itself, just, just the, weird gasp <laughs> that, the, weird, the weird gasp that she does makes no sense. That's okay. I mean, and I like I like I, the ones that are nonsensical. I like the idea of Corey just watching that scene three times in a row, just, just laughing his ass off. Come in here, you got to see this. You got to see what happened. You invited me to this podcast, and I'm as <laughs> depraved as 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 you are, frankly. Yeah, okay. this is true. This I appreciate true. the the hot take there. Yeah, Andrew, what uh, is your best death? I honestly, mine was going to be Vesper, but if anybody chose it, I did have a backup that I liked, and that was when um, sunglasses or one sunglass guy was a uh, nail gun to the eyeball. I did enjoy that one. That also, was what pretty good? What nail? What nail guns are they using? You have to. It's a two. It's a they two system. Yeah, you they have don't work to, like that. I loved that nail gun. <laughs> that you nail have gun. to put pressure on the tip of the nail gun and then pull the trigger for it to actually work. It does, there's no nail gun that you just fire like that. Not these Italian ones, Corey. They are a machine gun. They're dangerous. Yeah. That one was also fully automatic. Fully automatic. Yeah. When what? you when you absolutely have to nail every motherfucker. <laughs> the the I don't even know Italian name at this point, but the Barilla nail gun. <laughs> the noodle people? Yeah, they make nail guns over there, too. We make tortellini, a, rotini, and nail, nail guns. guns. Just to illustrate further how that is so hilarious is that the whole building is collapsing, the whole area is flooding, but the compressor running the nail gun is working fine. <laughs> That's to be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So it's great, yeah, Andrew. I I have the the nail to the eye as mine as well. Awesome. But I'm going to change it to uh, Bond killing the parkour guy. Yeah, just 
for no reason, really. No, no. Um, it's it's this... an odd death. And let's be honest, a lot of people in that embassy from that explosion, yeah, too. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he killed a lot of people there. <laughs> yeah. So that wraps up our best death award. Mm-hmm. Let's now move on to what I found to be actually kind of difficult for this movie, and that is best line. So mm. what line in this movie stood out to you? And what you would call the best line from the movie, mm. Corey? <laughs> I mean, I can't wait. <laughs> it's 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 always my favorite. Whenever I know it's coming, is that she says to Bond, "If there was nothing left of you but your smile uh, and your little finger," he said, "Well, that's because you know what I do with my little finger." That is a great line, that... and it's disgusting. Yeah, I was gonna say it's pretty gross. Yeah, <laughs> as good as as dirty as that was, how weird was Vesper's line? Yeah, <laughs> well, it came out of nowhere. Can we? Yeah, why would she bring up his little finger? <laughs> yes, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, Vesper? Get out of here and go, go I... drown yourself. <laughs> <laughs> go kill yourself. <laughs> You and whoever wrote the song to this movie. <laughs> you and Chris, Chris Cornell. Cornell. <laughs> you and Chris Cornell yourself. Oh. oh and man. I, one thing I noticed I didn't touch on my notes or talk about, Bond's dick is broken, right? I mean, that's what we're all kind of alluding to when he's in this hospital. Maybe it's, yeah. make it, maybe it's really swollen and actually better. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not, uh, it, this didn't end his dicking career for sure, but... I mean, it apparently healed faster than thought. I thought because they had a sex scene at the hospital. So he's got a real mm-hmm. Gonzo nose thing going Ooh, on right now. Yeah, or maybe he can never have kids now. Maybe it was a blessing for him. Hmm. He can never get well. Um. Anyway, he should not so, have kids. No kids. No, he should not no. have kids. No, 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 no. Well, Andrew, how about you? Uh the the only thing I could pull from this movie as far as best line goes, I liked. Uh, and it was kind of a uh, revamp, I guess, what they're trying to do with Bond. But it's when the bartender asked him uh, how he'd like his martini, shaken or stirred. And he said, does it look like I give a damn? Yes. I did like that line. I did like that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, when James and Vesper are on the train, Vesper says uh, something about your perfectly sculpted ass. And James goes, you noticed She's like real cheeky, and I like, <laughs> I liked that. I was like, okay, you right. confident bastard, way to be. And it is weird because he has been sitting the whole time. So, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, oh, you noticed. I will say Good eye. the line. The line that I like, it just it drives me crazy. Is that when she introduces herself and says, "I'm the money," and he says, "Every penny of it." Why did they do that? Because she's not money penny. I think I was excited. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she's going to be the new money penny. She's no, not. No, no, no. So why did no. they just make a reference to Money Penny just to do it? That it drives I, me crazy. I was very confused by that too because I was also thinking, "Oh, this is Money Penny." Yeah, no, no, no. It's Vesper. Yep. Which uh, let down. I want to discuss. <laughs> yeah. Once we get to categories. Okay, so that brings us to our final award, mm-hmm. which is how did this make the final cut? Mm-hmm. Which scene in this movie? Or collection of scenes where you just like, what the? <laughs> How did this make it into the final movie? Well, Corey, what you got, man? 
So, it, it, so I alluded to this earlier. The final poker scene doesn't work because of the first poker scene with Lashif on the boat. He makes a reference to he make he's like you may as well fold. You only have a one in seventeen chance of making your straight. Mm-hmm. That, y'all remember that? Yeah. Yep. So then, why does he not see the obvious chance of a roy of a of a straight flush in the end? If there are three cards of the same suit and that could be in a sequence, why was he so confidently with going forward with his royal or, or sorry with his uh, full house? It just yeah. I don't know. I, it drives me crazy. Like, how did he not see that as a possibility? That hand will definitely beat your hand. So can a couple others. I don't mm-hmm. know. It was yeah. that maddening. Well, his dick got too hard with that ace on the table. He said, oh, that threw him off, I guess. Well, Bond shook him up, putting the dead bodies in the car. <laughs> you know what? But, that must be it. <laughs> must... Whose car? Did, did they ever say who, that there was like a random guy who was like, oh, that, that's, that Mathis put that on? But I don't remember who that was. Yeah, I think they arrested an innocent man, <laughs> to be honest. And they're going to blame him with these like, two murders. Were we supposed <laughs> to know who that guy was? Yeah. He's in prison no. forever now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because we had to make this work. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Find some guy. Find some innocent guy. <laughs> I, I, I'm he was, going back to Matt. Mathis was definitely a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Uh, He's a bad dude. By the way, I'd love to know that guy's side story after he finally gets parole. <laughs> He meets up with the guy who got the five hundred thousand dollars chip. Was your life changed too from that poker game? Uh, uh, yes, but a little differently. For than yours. different reasons, I'd have to say. Uh, so, Andrew, how about you? Um, Final cut. This one was easy for me. That shower scene. I just mm, yeah. on so many levels, I disliked it and seemed weird. I uh, put that one down. I don't think that needed to be in this movie. That's fair. Mm-hmm. The whole fun situation. Mine. That was almost mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, hot take. I went with the whole uh, last 30 minutes. I can agree with that. <laughs> I, I think it should have ended at the hospital with them banging. Uh, because that's, again, I can see why they wanted to do the last 20 minutes to show, oh, James is now a broken man. He's not going to have any connections going forward. Now he's full on Bond. I just didn't like it. I would have just have him fuck at the end. Don't <laughs> express your love. Mm-hmm. She's a Bond girl. There's going to be another one in the next movie. He's yeah. going to do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just it, it pushed it over to being a little long for me. Yeah. And I think they could have made a, a more seamless end. But that's just me. And it seems like a whole different movie, too. Yeah, it's a shift. Yeah, it's a real shift. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. that wraps up our awards for Casino Royale. So all we have left to do now is give out our scores. Again, for this season, the scores are 0 to 100. And Mm -hmm. we will be giving out scores for Bond Factor, action sequences, gadgets, song and title sequence, plot and characters, villain, and entertainment value. Yes. So, Andrew, would you like me to take over from here, Andrew? Let's yeah, let's start with you. So, okay. Bond Factor, and again, as we described previously, Bond Factor is you know just how Bond is James Bond being in this movie. Yeah. So let's go. I had a lot of thoughts on this. All right. So this this is what my issue was with this whole movie. N- for me, 
I don't think this is a bad movie, but I do think it's not a great Bond movie. For me, there is so many elements that they took out that wasn't necessary. And I get that we're trying to revamp, restart this with Daniel Craig, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this was the 21st Bond movie at this point. There are some things that you don't need to cut out. Number one, we don't have a Q branch in this movie. There's no Q. There's no Money Penny. Uh, there's just a lot missing. We don't play the Bond score. Uh, and for me, Daniel Craig does not have something. I don't. I can't even place it. But there is. It's either he's trying to play it too serious, and then at some points when he tries to be humorous, it's just weird for me. I don't know what it is. It's just like that doesn't go well. It's not going with what you're trying to go with. So for me, and I'm this was me being very nice <laughs> with all those things going on. I gave the bond factor in this movie a 58. So that was me. That's fair. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Corey, let's hear your sentiments. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually am kind of in step with you on a lot of this. I think that as a bond movie, it, it is a little weak in a lot of areas, but I just like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a very serious bond. He's a blonde bond with blue eyes, which is a little odd. Uh, we, and he and 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 there's the scene I always go back to. We didn't talk about where he's on the beach with Vesper, talking about their future and his eyebrows. I can't like I can't I, I can't not see them. They don't. They look like they were bleached. They're so blonde. And I was oh like, no. he does not. He just really does not look like Bond right here. Mm-hmm. So it's just for the sake of that. He's not really a Bond yet. He's he's early stage Bond. He's not even 007 in terms of like how who he is yet. So I actually gave him a 64 here. Oh, okay. All right. Wow, guys. I think um, I'm right there with you as well. I I gave him a 55. Wow, okay. For Bond Factor. I I deducted a ton of points for his moody outburst. uh, Because that felt so very un-Bond-like that I had to deduct some points. And, and like Corey said, you made a good point of how this is supposed to be his evolution into what we know as Bond, and this yeah. is a revamp of the franchise. But once you've hammered home a persona for so long, you got to have some of those elements carry over, yeah, right off the bat. And that little outburst, and uh, you know what he. He wasn't misogynistic enough. <laughs> I know that's terrible. <laughs> I know that's terrible to say. Uh, uh, but some of those smart-ass perverted comments. Yeah, those are. They inter- have their place. I am not a misogynist. I'm not condoning misogyny. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but that's kind of his calling card. Um, yeah. In a lot of the, in a lot of the movies, but he could have been a little more cheeky. A little mm-hmm. serious here, so 55 sounds good. But I'll be interested to see how he progresses with the Bond factor in the later Daniel Craig movies, and then we can refer mm-hmm. back to this one and kind of actually see how he grew as Bond. So it's actually an interesting study in that perspective as well. So that leads us on to action sequences. 
Mm-hmm. So we know set pieces, fights, whatever. What do you guys feel about Casino Royale's action sequences? Um, like I said, I I think obviously we're in the year we're now in the new millennium. <laughs> we can do a lot more. Uh, we expect a lot more. I thought the action sequences were great. Uh, for me, uh, I couldn't fault this movie a whole lot for their action sequences, and I actually gave this movie a ninety. Oh, yeah! Wow. I mean, um, it, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. What I was gonna say is the action sequences were good, and you know, I'm for me, I try and compare this movie each time. I don't want to say. Well, I know in X movie, there was some better stuff. But as far as an action movie goes, they were pretty good. I mean, you had your parkour scene. You had, they sunk a fucking building into Venice. Uh, there was a, there were some pretty good scenes here. So I, I thought a 90 was fine, but not a 100. Um, I, yeah, I mean, all the action scenes were great. Uh, the stairwell scene also be interesting to think how many of those like stairwell scenes that are really popular now with like the raid and the raid two and Punisher and all those shows that really took advantage of that. I wonder if this had any before that, or if this kind of maybe even kicked off a little bit of that. Uh, I liked them. I will only dock points because the, in the middle, there's not a whole lot no. going on. They could have maybe, they could have maybe interlaced a little bit more there. So I gave it an 82. Okay. Okay. I agree with Corey. I gave it a 77. Okay. Because while I, the parkour scene is awesome, the fights are well choreographed, there just weren't enough of them. There weren't enough action sequences. There was too much poker. Um, it could have been better. There could have been more. This is a, mm-hmm. a, a spy movie. Um, it just leaves me wanting a little bit more. If you're so good at choreography and everything like that show it off you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh so 77 for me okay next we have gadgets what'd you think of the gadgets the use the ingenuity uh the cleverness i I say those or lack thereof or lack (laughs) yes that's where i was going so Mm -hmm. uh andrew well uh I was when I was making my score I was trying to think what gadgets do we actually have in this movie that were and we've said previously we're going to say that gadgets are anything made by MI6 and Q branch but since Q branch doesn't exist in this movie uh all I could think about was the box M has next to her bed <laughs> that oh, she yeah, looks yeah. there's that then we have Bond's car which doesn't do anything but Hold the defibrillator and his gun. And that's about it, right? Am I missing anything? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. So, for me, gadgets... The o- And the reason I gave this score is... Number one, not a lot of gadgets. And again, that goes into this bond factor of... What are you trying to remake this movie to be? <laughs> if, because I feel like... Q branch in the gadget department is a major bond thing, but I gave it more points than I maybe should have because the defibrillator actually saves his life. So this is the best I could do. I gave it a 30. 
for gadgets. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Corey. I it's just tough to rate so low when it's a it's an, a movie about his start when Q Branch maybe not even been available to him yet. I don't know. I'm really reading between the lines, but I don't know. It, it's it it's tough. This category I knew was going to be so hard because I didn't re- I didn't remember any gadgets, and I was right. There weren't there weren't really any. It's even hard to say the AED was a gadget. Um, yeah. But I would I would maybe put the car itself in there as a pretty cool car, and it does a lot of flips. Um, not because it's supposed to though. No, <laughs> so I I don't know. I just I, I felt it felt mean going below a sixty, so I gave it a sixty. Okay, you guys are insane, <laughs> absolutely insane. I gave this a ten. <laughs> the only fucking gadget is a defibrillator. They have those at Denny's. I'm I'm not. You know, gonna... I gave it a ten because it ended up saving his life, but. Come on, a sixty? I just—it's—it it seems like an unfair category, right? In this, like, I, well, I, I, but, I don't know. But we're we're judging yeah. all of them on the same category. Yeah. So, hey, convince me to change it, and I'll do it. I, I'm not. Here, I don't know. I'm not here if to there's argue. anything else we can do to convince you. I think we laid it all out. I'm not here to 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 push for any particular scores. I'm just saying. We're rating gadgets for every single movie on the gadgets. Make it a 40, and let's continue. (laughs) Make it a 40. I just want to say that I thought y'all were going to kill me for how low my score was. I thought Blaine was about to. I thought Blaine was about to. I thought thought he was going to be like, you can't be that mean. Like I really thought that was the stance you were going to take. No, are you kidding me? In the last movie, Mm -hmm. we had a fucking gondola that turned into a hovercraft. (laughs) I agree. I agree. And uh, not that, that was a good gadget. It wasn't. It wasn't, but it was something. It was definitely it was a, something. It was a a damn gadget. Yeah. <laughs> it was well thought out. I mean, it doesn't have a much use, but I like it wasn't well thought out, is the thing. <laughs> it's like a it was it like did a malfunction for decided to think about it. We have a it did a, malfunction, I know that. A, a bolo that exploded a mannequin's head. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Again, uh, gadgets were almost like I went so low because they were almost non-existent. If they were non-existent, that would have been a zero. Yeah, that would have been a so zero. <laughs> we had an AED. You get a ten. <laughs> so at most, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, Did you my, call it an ADD? No, or an AED. AED. We had an ADD. ADD. James Bond. He, he very much was. He <laughs> might actually have that, but. I will say, my first score was 20, and I was like, the defibrillator saved his life. It was in the car. I might as well. So I feel like 30 is me being very nice, but I'm kind of glad you gave it a 10 because I feel 10 is the more accurate depiction of what this movie should get for this category. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm glad I could be the hammer for that. Yeah, one. I, I guess. I just I kept thinking, like, it feels weird to rate anything in a good movie so low, but... Or I think it's good. I don't know. Well, we just well, got to remember, this is the best Bond movie. And Bond, like we've created these seven categories because they're very much what makes a Bond movie a Bond movie. And if something's missing, right. something's missing. You know? it, that, it, it is a good movie. 
Yeah. But that doesn't take away from the fact that Bond has gadgets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he didn't here. Mm-hmm. But I, all right. I, I'm going to stick with my 40. I think 40 is still. So, all right. So okay. let's move to the next, <laughs> which is our song. I really thought you were about to cuss us out for how low it was. <laughs> I did too. I was, I was you convinced. You guys <laughs> are fucking looted. This gets now, 100. Did you see the defibrillator? <laughs> It was so it was so compact. (laughs) Okay, so now we're moving on to song and title sequence. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. There was the gadget where she had to track him through his arm. We forgot about that one. There you go. There's another one. You mean the thing that my dog has? (laughs) Just saying, it's a gadget. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Anyway. Sure. All right. Let's (laughs) talk about Chris Cornell, the song, and the opening sequence. We already did a little bit. so let's go ahead and just we'll give our scores, uh, see how you guys feel about it. Okay. Uh, well, for me, um, my score for Moonraker was 20. And here's the thing. I absolutely dislike the song. This does not feel very Bondy in any way to me. <laughs> um, it's too upbeat, which is just, for me, weird for a Bond movie. Well, I don't even want to say upbeat. It's just, I don't know. It, it seems like it should be for a different movie. So, I don't like the song at all. The titles, not bad. I, I don't think they're bad. Like I said before, I think they're a little more cartoonish than what we're used to. So, for that, I give it a little more than I did Moonraker. And mine is a 45 for this category. All right. Uh, so yeah. here's the, here's the thing about this song. <laughs> I I I like this song. I like actually I like this song a lot. Uh, maybe it came out in the time where I was kind of obsessed with Chris Cornell and I liked all that he was doing. And when this song came out, I downloaded it and I listened to it a lot. And it still comes up on my phone every now and then, and I just like it. I don't. I can't really explain why I like it because you're right. It's not. Doesn't really feel like a Bond song, yeah. but it feels like a Chris Cornell song. And I don't know. I have, I've always really enjoyed how it ends too, where he just full goes full rage scream. It's, 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 it's fun. And also, yeah, we talked already about the opening titles. They actually fit the movie, look good. And then it kind of shows his face is like crystal blue eyes. I was like, I like that's cool. Little cool little way to finish the sequences. So I said 81. I like it. 81. Okay. I'm very close to Corey. I gave it a 79. Oh, wow. Okay. I also, it's not a very Bondy song in the classic sense, but it, it does feel more like I would say it's more Mission Impossible than Bond. Yeah, but it's still I like it. It doesn't reference the title of the movie like a lot of classic Bond songs do, but it is so much better than Moonraker. Uh, oh, I agree. And the and the <laughs> the credits themselves, like Corey said, they make sense. I liked them. Seventy nine. Okay. Put a bow on it. All right. Next, we have plot and characters. Those are pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how do we feel about the cast of characters and the overall plot of the movie? Yeah, and I think we should also point out that we are not going to count Lashif in this category because no. we have a special his, category yes, for him. He has his own category. Corey, why don't you go first this time? Um, well, I liked. Uh, I do like Vesper. Um, I, I well, like, I guess I say I rather I like Ava Green as Vesper, and I and I like Vesper kind of up until her weird betrayal that really 
they didn't really even hint at really it, if i look back to the movie there was very little to show that she was going to do that so that part was a little bit give and take i like mathis even though he's a bit of a shit mm-hmm. um i like all of, i do like all of his all of his expositional <laughs> poker explanations very fun <laughs> <laughs> um and there were only two Bond girls. Well, if you, unless you claim that Lashif's girl was a Bond girl, she wasn't. She's just a girl in a Bond movie. But um, that makes terrible yeah. decisions so, with her life. I know that. Yeah, Solange was great until she was dead. I enjoyed her whole her whole thing. So, and as far as the plot goes, it's a pretty simple plot, and it's it's actually pretty for some Bond movies uh, a lot easier to understand. Pretty much what's going on. So I actually went high here and said 79. Okay, 79 from Corey. All right. Uh, Blaine, what about yeah, you? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, I thought that I did like Ava Green, I think, as far as Bond girls go. Uh, I think she acted well. I think she was smart. I mean... Um, she was pretty well developed for a Bond girl, I think. Breast wise, um, would you what? Breast wise, breast wise. <laughs> yeah. Until James yeah. flattened those bad boys. <laughs> um, the rest of the characters, not so much. M's always solid, mm-hmm. um, but the the MI6 staff they were fleeting. Um, yeah, the guys at the poker table, who the fuck were they? Who are the Asian ladies on the, the yacht? Um, uh, who was... What country was that embassy? Who were they? Um, yeah. I don't know what was going on. Um, Plot-wise, it does center around... Uh, I, I guess... Comp- work in the stock market and a yeah. poker game. Yeah. So it's a little weak from that standpoint, but sometimes simple is better. Um, it just didn't work as well for me but i gave it a 57 oh okay 57 all right which apparently is super high for me for for these kinds of things i don't know <laughs> okay <laughs> so for you 57 uh well i'm on the same uh same wavelength as you blaine uh for me these supporting characters they were just fine i do give my points reflect how much i liked eva green how much I like Judy Dench and even Jeffrey Rush for his menial part. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush? Rush. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong guy. Barbosa? Bar- Captain Barbosa? Did y'all not see the him King's, in this? The King's Speech guy, the elocution teacher? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he talked about. Casanova Bond- Frankenstein? <laughs> Casanova Frankenstein. Casanova Frankenstein is. The best pool no I've ever had. Uh, I love that movie so much. I really do like it. I don't like that movie, but I like him. <laughs> I, really, I do like it. Uh, holy shit. Uh, excuse me. Jeffrey Wright. Uh, yeah. So, and now the henchmen and everything just kind of suck. I, I mean, who? what henchman did Lashiv have? The bald guy? All he really mm. did was cut the hole out of the seat, and that's about as much <laughs> hard work as point. he did. Yeah. He didn't. So for me, I took into account that this actually had decent actors. The plot, not, I mean, for a James Bond movie, it's really dull. I'll give it that. 
But I, I again, decided to be fair, and I gave it a 50. Okay. Okay. So that brings us to our next, I would say, one of the more important categories in a Bond film, and that is our villain. So for this one, it is Lashif. How do you guys feel about Lashif? Again, for this category, we're looking at charisma, uh, ambition, you know, their plot, their plans, whatever they bring to the table. Corey, where are you feeling? This one's tough because everything we talked about with Lashif is how bad of a job he's done. Like everything, all his executions aren't working. Um, but his demeanor and how he holds himself is is good. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen is a good actor, and he does have this intimidating air about him, despite being a very sickly, bleedy, <laughs> cry guy. Uh, like when he's at the poker table, he, he I think he's I think he actually is menacing and some of that really works uh, despite in the middle of it being beaten to shit by the Ugandans and pretty much everything going wrong for him. Um, so I don't know. I, I kind of just averaged him at 58 uh, because I, I do like Mads Mikkelsen's performance. So that really kind of holds a lot of sway for me. Totally fair. Okay. Totally fair. Uh, uh, I guess I'll go mm-hmm. for me. I too love his gravelly voice he sounds mean he looked mean but again when you start off with an inhaler you lose points and then when i find (laughs) out that your big plan is to fix the stock market you go down especially when i'm comparing him to people like drax who were trying to destroy the entire world his plan seems a little eh. A little asthmatic, we'll say. (laughs) That's Um, a good way to put it. So, as far as plan, he didn't really, he didn't have good henchmen. You know, he didn't seem to be running a strong crew. Um, But just based on his acting, that's really the only, in his voice. His cloudy eye was kind of cool, too, but I gave him a 35. Mm. Okay. 35 from Blaine. And... As we go through the tournament, that might seem ridiculous, but I won't know until I see what these other bad guys are doing. Uh, well, that's the thing. I compared it to what I rated Drax last week, and I was like, yeah, despite I, Drax having a bigger plan, he still was way less effective than, than Lashif was well, as I mean, on screen. I, I mean, he did have a space station built. I'm not saying like what he did. What he did, I mean, as effective as a memorable villain. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He sucked. I gave him a 17. I, I was gonna say you gave Drax a 17. So 35, solid. Uh, that seems so obscenely fair. Andrew, for... how about you? All right, you ready for this? Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Worst oh, shit. Bond villain ever. Worst ever. Top to bottom, the worst Bond villain. I love Mads Mikkelsen. Loved his performance. Villain-wise, absolute dirt. <laughs> absolute <laughs> insane that he is the main person that Bond is up against. I, he's uninteresting. His big thing is that he shorts the stock market. There are fucking guys doing that today, okay? There's nothing uh, crazy about that. And... Overall, just not the stakes are worthless. <laughs> the, 
Like, they're almost non-existent. So, knowing this, are you ready? I thought your score from last week was appropriate. I gave him a 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. wow. You he know, is at what, the bottom of my villain list for Bond, for sure. The other thing that I, I, I factored in was the fact that he got killed by another bad guy. Yeah. Like, he was probably going to get whacked. So how yeah. how bad can you be if you're the small fish in the pond? You know, absolutely, um, absolutely. I guess I'm just it's just tough for me to reconcile like whether he's good or bad or memorable. I couldn't tell you who the villain was in Quantum of Solace, but apparently he's better to you than Mads is. I don't know. Uh, That's why I'm not I'm gonna lie to you, Corey. I saw Quantum in the theater, never again. So I'm kind of looking forward to see how that villain is. But he might change his tune. Yeah, we I might, might change my I tune. I want to know. I want to know this if you still. Yeah, we have to remember to go back and see if we if must. The sheep is still your your least favorite Bond because it just can't be. But I'll assure know. you of we'll, this. We'll do a segment at the end. We'll give out a golden gavel for yeah. worst villain. In the some of the guys from the Brosnan stuff, the Die Another Day guy, give me a break. <laughs> or Renard. Give a break. I, we we'll have to talk. But here's the thing: if they do anything that's m- more severe than shorting the stock market, they're gonna get higher than Lashif. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So we have one left to do. Mm-hmm. We're wrap it up. Entertainment value. This is the big one. So you guys gave uh, Moonraker quite a high score um, for silly reasons, but. Overall, how entertaining did you find this movie um, as a Bond movie? Or I think we can even kind of s- just move into as a movie yeah. as mm-hmm. a whole. Yeah. Um, so this is the one category we kind of move away from Bond exclusive elements. So right. entertainment value. Corey, what do you think? I know you like this movie, uh- so... I like the movie. So, um, for everything we've discussed, at the end of the day, I like all the action and I like the poker stuff. Um, I just, I don't know why, but I was, I, my, my attention was held the entire time. I give it an 87. Okay. Very 87. nice. 87. So, for me, I say this, even when we're doing our horror movie podcast, if at any point I am finding myself bored or wanting the movie to be over, Mm-hmm. I, I have to knock it down on entertainment value, no matter how entertained I was at certain parts of the movie. So mm-hmm. that whole Venice sequence, I thought the movie should have been over. So despite the fact that I really appreciate the parkour, the fight scenes, I went with a 68 All right. for entertainment value. 68. Just because I, it lost me. It lost <laughs> me. That's a really good point. That, that that if you have to look at your phone to go, what's how much is left on this? That's yeah. a that's a good way to look at if it. If I hit pause to see how much time's left, mm-hmm. you're losing points for me. I yeah, I honestly did that <laughs> a couple of times in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so for me, this is the way I look at it. I said before, I don't think this is a great James Bond movie, but I don't think this is a bad movie. Like Moonraker was a bad movie. <laughs> With, it was entertaining, it had its moments, but it wasn't good. This is actually a decent movie. My problem overall with this movie is, given what we know, what's the difference between a this and just any movie that would be about a spy? 
Like, this just didn't have that James Bond quality. And I get that, you know, we're trying something new. Die Another Day, like I mentioned earlier, really fucked people up as far as James Bond goes. But my thought at the end of the day is they tried to overcorrect a little too much with this movie. But with that being said, I do not think this is a bad movie. Just don't think it's a good Bond movie. So my entertainment value is actually at 80. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's not how I, based on your, your spiel there. Yeah. You always do that. You're always like, this movie <laughs> yeah. is kind of sucky and shitty. And 99. I don't like it at all, but it's the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing the reverse Scott Ackerman, how he acts like the movie is going to be really good. And then he just goes, but after all that, I hated yeah. it. Yeah. I wish I would have died without seeing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... With that being said, uh, I think that, we need to touch on our averages here. Yeah, so what do, what do we end up with? Well, I can tell you this. My average was the lowest. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, let me just compare it to Moonraker. That's 17, oh, it, really. It beat Moonraker, my score. Yeah. Mine okay, was uh, okay. 52.86 was my average for this movie. All right. Blaine, you're right there by me. Yours was 54.4. Okay. Corey blew it out of the water. His average is 70.14 for this movie. It still feels lower than I would have I thought for Corey. Maybe. But mm-hmm. It's the gadget category. I'm telling you, if there's, a, if there's one category, there's going to be dippers. gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be dipping. Oh. Uh, so are you ready but for... you guys them? make good points. It should not be... Can't, we can't make exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I really thought uh, I was going to have... Uh, the absolute lowest score here, so I'm glad to see that Blaine was a little close to me. Uh, so we're ready for our new rankings because we had a change. Yeah, let's see if what you're the shocked. Uh, let's see what the overall average is. So just to reiterate, we take the average of all three of our scores, and that's how we rank all 27 of the movies eventually. So mm-hmm. at this point, we've only done Moonraker and Casino Royale. So mm-hmm. where are we at, Andrew? All right, Moonraker moved to second place. It's with a 52.33. It was our average score for Moonraker. Casino Royale is number one now, and its average score was a 59.14. All right. All right. Yeah. I but, s- but by the way, two Fs. <laughs> They're both Fs. Yeah. At the well, end of the day. We're still getting the hang of our scoring system here. The yeah. fact that, the, the fact the fact that it's only that close to each other is makes scary. me sick. <laughs> It makes me want to kill Listen, myself. Listen, we're trying it to figure out. It makes me want to Chris Cornell, Vesper Lynn myself in an elevator in Venice. Yeah. Say what you will, though. Bond movie-wise, I think we can agree that this was not, shouldn't be considered a perfect Bond movie. That's true. I no, mean, no, no, the score the score reflects that. And an joking yeah. aside, if you're having suicidal thoughts, please get help. Please get help. I don't mean please to make help. I don't mean to make light about no, Chris no. stuff. But anyways, yeah. call a helpline. We don't want to get canceled. No. So sorry, we're just having yes. fun. Yeah, call for help. Uh, but yes, I think the score shows that it's not the perfect Bond movie. Mm-hmm. But we will continue this podcast until we find out which one is. We're, there's gonna be a winner at some so, point. Everybody, and, and guess what, guys? Only 24 more shows till we figure it out. That's right. Yeah. What do we got next week? Next week, we will have Spectre. And Corey, I believe you're going to be doing the overview for it. So, All right, everybody. So that wraps up another episode. Thanks for listening. 
tune in next week and we will break down the next one. All right, here so we go. Corey. That has been Judgment. Judgment.